could just sit, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, hope to feel your presence. And I could just stay, I could just stay right where I am and hope to feel you, hope to feel something again. And I could hold on, I could hold on to who I am and never let you change me from the inside. And I could be safe, oh, I could be safe here in your arms and never leave home, never let these walls down. But you have called me higher. You have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord. You have called me higher. You have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord. Will you lead me? Will you lead me, Lord? And I will be yours, and I will be yours for all my life. I will be yours, oh, I will be yours for all my life. So let your mercy light the path before me. Hi, this is Molly. And today I want to speak to you about um, the evidence of the choices that one makes in life. To do that, I want to use a baseline foundational scripture teaching that comes from John 8, 1 through 11. Normally, I don't like to read scripture because I feel like you can read scripture for yourselves, but it was really pressed upon my heart. This is a really good story, and I want to read this to you. And everyone went to his own home, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives Now early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act Now Moses, in the law, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. 
And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. One's life is a representation of all the choices that have been made. But in, let's take a look just a minute at this text that we just read. You know, scholars have wondered for centuries, what did Jesus write in the sand? I think I know. No, I think I know. He not only wrote in the sand once, but he wrote in the sand twice. I think the first time he did it, when he bent down, he was giving the scribes and the Pharisees. Now, come on. These scribes and Pharisees, this is what the text says. They said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now, I want to know how they knew that she was in the very act. Unless they had followed her, they were watching her. And I'm like, really? And that just struck me when I read that text. The second time he bends down, the first time was to give them pause to consider you know, what they were doing. And they're like, it's the law and the prophets, let's stone her. Then the second time that he bent down, their consciences were pricked. He gave them time to take pause, see what their consciences were telling them. And the text says that from the oldest one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And I thought, well, that's good because that tells me that the oldest one should know better and that then the younger ones kind of followed the older ones. But in this text, Jesus tells this woman, he says, I condemn you no more. Go and sin no more. So, in my life, you know, there with my walk with Jesus Christ, there was a time when um, this saying certainly was big in Christendom. In order to go where you've never gone, you have to do what you've never done. So Jesus was telling her, you know what? Stand up. I'm not condemning you. Turn. Repent. Go in another direction. This one isn't working for you. People are seeing what you're doing. You are in darkness, and you might not even realize that. But I'm telling you, you've been forgiven. I'm merciful, and I need you to go into another direction. Go to the light. You know, I um, came across some stats um, this past week from a handout. And do you know that there have been over 4 million queries on Google for the word hope. Now, if I'd had internet when I was, um, after I'd turned to the Lord, I can tell you I would have been one of those who would have been searching for hope. More than 65 million, ages 12 and older, abuse or are addicted to drugs and alcohol. I was one of them. There are 25 million, which is 8% of the nation's population, who struggle with depression 
and over 47,000 people commit suicide every year. I tried to commit suicide. I was one of them, and I struggled with depression. There are an estimated 40 million people who feel trapped or crippled by fear. I was one of them. Now, if you feel that you have no one and you, that you are being placed in the middle of a situation, just like the scribes and the Pharisees. You know, they placed this woman out in front of everyone. They were taunting her right in the middle of the synagogue. They wanted Jesus to stone her. They wanted to follow the law. But that's not why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come to fill a, bu a bunch of rituals or traditions. He came to draw a line in the sand and I can tell you from firsthand experience, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He's not that kind of person. He does ask you, however, to turn and go in another direction. Do something that you've never done before. There is a way out of your tunnel of despair. And I can tell you that my Lord pulled me out of that tunnel to go and help pull others out of that tunnel. You know, I heard Maya Angelou um, several weeks ago. She said, when you learn, teach. And that is what I've been called to do. And a cornerstone scripture that I always sunk my teeth into when I learned it and I held on to it with everything in my mind and in my might was from 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And God tells us that if any man being Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, when I tell you that old things will pass away no matter where you are in your life right now, and that you can look around you and see from the evidence of the choices that you've made, that maybe your life isn't so great. Maybe you've made some bad choices. Maybe you're not where you want to be, where you want to go, what you'd like to do in this life, and you don't know how to get out of it. I can tell you from experience that this, what I'm telling you and teaching you and, and speaking about this, this morning is from someone who um, slept on her mother's room on a twin blow-up mattress. I'm not talking about an air mattress. I'm talking about a pool blow-up mattress at night because there was no other bed. And it would deflate during the night. So I know a little bit of what I'm speaking of to you. At 39 years old, I raised my hand to heaven. And I finally surrendered. And I said, okay, Jesus, if you are really real... You are going to have to help me. He didn't catch me in adultery, but he'd seen all of the sin and fornicating and abortions and things I'd done in the past. He already knew all that anyway. But he came to me. He came to the one out of the 99 who really needed his help. So this is from someone who from the age of 39 to 45, ending up on my mother's, from 39 years old, when I found out that he really was real and he wasn't going to condemn me, I tried to walk with him 
the best way I knew how. And I asked him, I said, give me a hunger and thirst for your word that I cannot satiate with anything else but you because I knew that nothing else was going to work. All the manipulating and conniving and the, all of those things were over. I had come to my limit. And if he was real and a real savior, that he was going to have to help save me, save my life, save my um, mental mind, save my heart, save my attitude, save my anger and temper where I was in my life. So just because out from 39 to 45, things didn't turn out the way I liked and wanted them to be, I kept going day in and day out. I drew a line in the sand, and I honestly knew that at that point, the sum total of my choices got me in that mess. And that if I was diligent, and God promised that if any man be in me, he would be a new creation, I stood on that promise and I thought, okay, I'm going to take you at your word. And no matter what it takes, I'm getting out of this mess. I shouldn't be in this mess. So maybe this is the time that God and the Holy Spirit are pricking your heart if you're listening to this to say, Come to me. I'm not condemning. I'm not asking you to join a church and be religious. I'm not asking you to do a bunch of rituals and rites. I'm just asking you to turn to me. And then the Holy Spirit's job is to help sanctify you and clean you up to get you prepared to be settled in a group of believers who do believe in Jesus Christ and who follow the Bible and who do go to church. That's okay. It's going to take time, and it's going to take effort on your part. But God promises that I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will walk with you. Real-life victory comes through the man who told me specifically in verse 8. I mean, verse, uh, chapter 8 and verse 12 of John. I am the light of the world. And he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And with all that being said, I want to tell you that um, this weekend, October the 5th at 4 p.m., the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association is holding a crusade at Legion Stadium. And I'm, I get to be a part of being a counselor um, to be down there in the midst of all of these people who are searching for a way out, just like I did. I will be there. And they're not asking you to join religion. That's not what, they're, what the scope of their ministry is. They come months ahead of time and they pray. They ask God to bring souls who might not otherwise hear the gospel or might otherwise be turned off to a church building, who refuse to go into one for whatever reason, they come to get them, and then they make certain and follow up with you to get into a body of believers who will help disciple you, because we all need discipled. I didn't know that, but I certainly do now. We serve a Savior, so please come if you feel led to, um, if you feel like you're sitting in the darkness and you just find, you think there is no way out of this, that is a lie from the pit of hell, and Satan wants to keep you trapped in your mess, 
and in the evidence of the choices that you've made to condemn you in this life. And that is not the Savior, Jesus Christ, that I've come to know and love and would lay my life down for. No way. That is not him. So if that is what you're feeling, you've been hoodwinked. I know um, many people who would love to talk to you and love to disciple you. All you have to do is email us at jesuswithoutthejunk.com and I'm willing and ready and able to answer any questions that you might have. And with all of that being said, if there is a tugging in your heart and you feel like you have come to the end of your rope, turn to the light of the world. For if he can do for me what he has done, he is so ready and willing to come to the one. And if you are the one out of the 99 who needs his help, he is ready to come to you. And all you have to do is ask him. And with all that being said, I want to thank you. I want to give you my love. And we look forward to um, ministering to you next time. God bless you. You have called me higher, you have called me deeper, and I'll go where you will lead me, Lord, where you lead me, where you lead me, Lord, and I will be yours, and I will be yours for all my life. I will be yours, oh, I will be yours for all my life. So let your mercy light the path before me.